McConkahay, how are you? David Holmes, how is it going? Where are you emotionally? Um, I'm feeling okay. I'm feeling okay. You know, it's, um, I have noticed that we're stopping saying things like, you know, when things get back to normal, I'm going to X, Y, Z. You know what I mean? I think we're, we're, we're dug in, we're dug in for a little bit, but it's, um, you know, as with all crazy negative things, you make your peace with it and, Mm -hmm. uh, and you grow from there. How are you, Matt? The same, the same, just, um, in a bit of a daze, staring into the abyss. Sure. But grateful uh, to see you, grateful to be with the homophiliacs, very grateful for the interview we had this week with the great Jim Rash. Oh, gosh. Jim Rash is so naturally funny, and his story is really unusual in that, well, you'll you'll hear, but um, Stu just came out of the closet like 45 minutes ago. That's right. He's and uh, totally starting fresh. He's he's fresh as a daisy. Um, he's absolutely great. You're going to you're going to love him, folks. Before we get to that, Dave, I do want to recommend uh, a book, Summer Book Club for Homophilia. Uh, a Star Is Born by Byron Lane. You've all been seeing it online. It's uh, it's on the uh, the the New York Magazine uh, Zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. dartboard thing um and all over instagram every gay guy you follow has been raving about it and it truly lives up to all of the hype and then some and i just want to encourage people to read it because byron is going to be on in a couple weeks and you should read it first so that you can you know fully bask in the interview and um the book of course is it's a novel it is uh from you know a fictionalized account inspired by his time as an assistant to Carrie Fisher. And right. I'm sure many of you like me loved Carrie Fisher in your bones. And, uh, and so this book was, um, you know, uh, it's hilarious and heartbreaking and healing in some ways, you know, um, and uh, I just, I know everybody's going to love it. So this is not an ad. It's simply a public service. It's just a suggestion to deepen your uh, appreciation for the Byron Lane episode of Homophilia, which is coming up in a few weeks. Do you know where I have seen uh, A Star is Bored most often recently uh, is Ben's nightstand. Because he uh, it came in the mail, he snatched it out of my hands, and he's been reading it, and uh, and I need him to finish it so that I can dive in, or I need him to just fully audiobook it and read it to me. We're both. Um, I can't wait to get into it. You're gonna love it. In other news, this is actually in in uh, much much sadder news. I just wanted to recognize the passing of Lady Red Couture, who uh, is a you know, beloved drag queen um, and very close friend of Johnny McGovern, who mm-hmm. we love and know, and uh, and and just wanted to um, to mention Lady Red and send some love to Johnny as he is like truly the OG queer podcaster. And right. this has been, uh, I know, such an incredibly I can only imagine such an incredibly difficult time for him and lady red was such a uh such a legend yeah we love you johnny uh rest in peace lady red um 
I mean, you know, it's not the easiest segue, but you want to read a flesh hunger story, Matt McConkie? Oh yeah, this. Oh gosh, we are we got zigging one. and zagging. Uh, let's. We are we are it. taking you on an emotional um, roller coaster ride. Um, yeah. So from, I mean, let's just let's just dive in. I have not. <laughs> uh, by the way, this is this is a blind read. We're we're gonna go back and yep. forth. We have not heard this story. I'm so excited. Okay. Great. Hi, Dave and Matt. Thank you for your continued service to all of us. Listen, it's our pleasure. I uh, love the show. Know that I aspire to make such an impact in the world one day to be a guest and chat with you guys. Oh, it's it's going to happen. Oh, until, they, until that day comes, here's my hashtag flesh hunger story that I have never told anyone. Can't mm. wait. As a 17-year-old kid in Southwest Virginia, my story mirrors countless others in that I hid from my true self out of fear, shame, and the hope that one day I'd be lusting after Pamela Anderson on Baywatch rather than David Charvet and David Chokashi. That day never came. Well, I mean, I get it. For me, it was, uh, we've got it made. I was trying real hard to be into Terry Copley, very much into Matt McCoy. Anyway, that day never came, but my high school graduation did, and my mom had scraped up enough money to take my two younger sisters and I on a vacation to Fort Lauderdale. Uh Uh-oh. It was quite a stretch for a single mom of three, but that trip proved to be transformative in a way that I could never have seen coming. Matt? Upon checking into our hotel and immediately hitting the crowded pool, there was a group of people playing games, and one particularly boisterous boy asked if my sister and I would like to join. It turned out they had just started a summer college program, and the school had put them up in a hotel due to on-campus housing being full. I shared I was about to start my freshman year as well, and we all carried on and had a great day by the pool. A similar scene played out over the next few days, and it was clear the cute ringleader who had initially invited us to play would have also rather seen David Charvet topless than Pamela Anderson, if you Come know on. what he means. We and do. Then, following dinner one night, we were approached by a woman who said she was drawn to us and wanted to do a tarot reading at her studio nearby. <gasps> Looking back, it was clearly suspect, but perhaps it was the gentle Florida breeze and the carefree nature of a tropical vacation that compelled my mom to oblige. In her readings for my mom, she revealed startling truths from the deck, and as my turn approached, I grew nervous. I knew she'd out me. I specifically requested oh privacy for my reading, so we went to another room. During my reading, she flatly stated that I'd never been in love, but that I also never let myself be in love either, and there was a tremendous shroud of fear currently around me. The cards continued flipping, and she said that I now had a choice to pursue that which frightened me most or not, but my fears were of my own making. I was right. She outed me. Then again, looking at the photos from that trip, it wouldn't have taken a tarot reader to clock me as gay, but I'll still give her credit since she was about six years ahead of the it gets better campaign, which is basically what the reading was. Dave. I'd love to. Anyway, on the last night of our trip, my sister and I had been playing card games in the cute ringleader's hotel room with his roommate, which coincidentally was just down the hall from ours. As the night was winding down, my sister and I were walking down the hall and I was thinking about my reading. I had a choice emboldened by those tarot cards. I told my sister, that I had left something in the ringleader's room and would be back shortly. Mustering up all the courage I had, I knocked on his door and he let me in. Mm-hmm. His roommate had fallen asleep. So I told him that I'd had a lot of fun that week and I thought perhaps we could have a little more fun. He suggested going down to the beach for some privacy. And as we walked, I was almost certainly trembling with adrenaline and nerves. That that old teenage tremble keeps coming up. Always in trembling. hashtag flesh hunger, Matt. 
No sooner did we find a dark place on the beach did he pull me in for a deep kiss that was purely euphoric. While kissing, I slowly moved south and gave him what was probably the sandiest blowjob he would ever receive. But he was sweet and gracious and asked if it was really my first time because it felt so good. Uh, There's a ringleader for you. With flashlights making their way down the beach, we hurried back up to his hotel room and finished in the shower. We kissed goodbye, and I made my way back to my room and spent the remainder of the night awake and buzzing in awe of having just done something I'd only ever fantasized about. I'd had my Baywatch moment in the sand and would never again give Pamela Anderson a second look. Patrick, he brings it full circle. He's a born storyteller, Patrick. Gorgeous storytelling, Patrick. Uh, Mm. Flesh hunger we could all feel. Yes. I'm starved. Um, God, that's beautiful. Again, if you if you want to write them, if it's if it's uh, therapeutic to write them, write them. If you feel like talking into a microphone, sending us a voice memo, do that. Homophiliapod at gmail dot com. These flesh hunger stories are sustaining me. Yes, they are. Keep them coming. And in the meantime, also keep the five star reviews coming over on Apple Podcasts. We've got a new one uh, that says my favorite podcast. I've listened to a bunch of gay and queer podcasts, and this is by far my favorite. It covers the full LGBTQ spectrum, and the guests are always interesting and engaging. Thank you, WDRD Radio. We appreciate it, and we love you. We sure Um, do. Without any further ado, though, let's get into our fabulous guest this week. Um, Is this our first Oscar winner? Uh, as far as I know, yeah. We got yeah. how many Unless could we have possibly had? It's our um, sexiest Oscar winner. Oh, there's no question that about that. Um, the fabulous Jim Rash is coming up after the break. And we're back with Jim Rash. Hello, Jim. Well, hello. Hi. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for having me. You're in an Jim, elegant kitchen. Thank you. Good. You're good. you're surrounded by loose teas, I think. Yeah. Uh, Maybe loose look, granola. Are you looking at the yeah the jars? There are just full of way too many nuts. Mm-hmm. Me thinking, you know, pandemic. I I really got to have those mixed nuts ready. Got to have those mixed nuts ready. There's jars of it, and they've been sitting there. Your your good fats, your proteins. Yeah, yeah, you know, just su- super smart. Yeah, well done, Thanks. Jim. Um, we uh, we always start by asking people what porn are you watching right now. <laughs> oh, this <laughs> right recording. Now. This is right a now. question like, that other people have been asked. Um, what's in a it's different a fair tab. question in a pandemic? All you want to do is uh, let people know what kind of porn you're watching. Mm-hmm. Um, Before we started uh, recording, we they, we were all I getting our AV setting. Yes, and uh, you were. Jokingly uh, concerned that the I was opening up. my yes for those. I we were trying to set up this record, and I jokingly said, "I hope porn doesn't pop up." And then I said, oh, "Well, unfortunately, that's happened, and it is." I was at a <clears throat> a um, good way to just to start this, so people can yeah, like, oh, I, I, I now absolutely know Jim Rash uh, exactly, and they can end after I tell this story if they want, but uh, but don't. Um, no, I was at a coffee shop. Oh, God. And um, 
I, it was packed and it was oh, no. seating that was very much very New York in the sense that the tables were right up next to each other. And it was a good amount of, of noise in there, but not enough in my mind that when I opened my, my laptop, um, a, a movie was playing, should it be, a, a pornographic movie was playing, a scene, if you will. Uh, and the actors in this scene uh, were towards the, 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 the third act, if you will. The, uh-huh. the climax of the scene and it was so loud and <laughs> I quickly shut it, but it, I don't know why fates decided that a laptop does not stop sound when you shut it, <laughs> but the laptop said, we're going to, you know what? He deserves this. And the sound kept going. And there was a meeting of three people, business suits next to me. And I swear they could hear it. I was turning beet red and so I tried to open it like a clam, just enough to get my hand inside of it to turn <laughs> to turn the sound off or do whatever I could. But that required me to open it more. And it finally stopped it. And then I thought to myself, okay, either I retreat or I just let it be. And uh, yeah, I just I just sort of reset myself. And, and <laughs> those people might very well. No one looked at me, but I know they heard it. And they might afterwards have said, you know, it's like, oh, my God, did you hear that person fart? You know, I mean, that's not what I did. But, you know, it's that, that yeah. thing. Anyway, uh, you're welcome. That was uh, um, a, a window into uh, uh, a, a, a typical afternoon, I guess. Yeah. Is, uh, <laughs> now we see you. Nightmare. Yeah. So to answer your first part of this question, the porn I'm watching during this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what is the life? Uh, what is the day in the life these days? Yeah. What are you watching? What am I watching? Uh, no, I, let's see. Uh, I recently finished, I was late to the Ozark game, but I just finished that journey so far of the three seasons. And then I just started Watchmen. I'm only three mm. in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I tend to do it one at a time. Um, mixed with some reality TV, but for for the most part, uh, right now I'm three episodes in on Watchmen. Watchmen is incredible. Yes, so far, uh, Jean Smart just walked in to the door basically, and uh, she's fantastic already. Yeah, she could do no wrong. Yeah. What, what is what? the uh, the reality that is in the oh, in the mix? Well, I. Well, I watched this past season of Survivor, which has been over, but it was quite interesting just because they were in Zoom for the for the last part of it, you know, uh, for their reveal. They're all at their homes when they made the big announcement of who won right. that. And then I'm at uh, the Top Chef, you know, uh, finale is coming up. I tend to watch things the way I like Survivor. I've st- stuck with it from the beginning. And then I usually like the competition ones like Top Chef and Project Runway and and drag race. So I watch all those. Right. So those mm-hmm. I've been peppering in. Uh, how do you watching... feel about our latest drag race? Uh, well, I haven't started watching all stars. Uh, hmm. yeah. Just like the latest season. Do you feel yes. like the right, the right woman won? It's hard. I mean, yes. I mean, ultimately uh, I liked all three though. I thought they were all, yeah. you know, interesting in different ways. So it was, yeah. it, it, you, you, what was sort of nice about this season is you just had people, you had just uh, just different takes on drag and different, I don't know, there was just something very unique about the, the final three, you know, uh, for me. How about you? I Yeah, I would have been fine with any of them. I, yeah. I, I love that someone who's going to show up dressed like a pinata made it to the final. 
Right. That's yes. that's the Unexpected. show I would see. That's if yeah. I saw that she that was is... somewhere, I would go there. Yes. Yes, for sure. I yeah. thought it was right. so clear that the other one, the very young one, was going to win, but I was pleasantly surprised that Jada did. Yeah. What is her yeah. name? Yeah. The one I'm Jada. talking about? Jada and Saul. Gigi Good. Gigi Good. Yes, yeah. that Madonna moment. Uh, oh wow! Was, was quite spectacular, among other things. Yeah, she. Um, but it, it, she, I feel like you know, if if I were in West Hollywood and she were at Mickey's across the street, I'd be like, I don't know if I need to go. <laughs> but like Crystal, I would Is go. It, she's a she's in a go across the street. I get it. Yeah, yes. she's yeah. No, like I buy tickets, make plans, and go. yes, yes, because it would be fucking weird. Yeah, that's what I need. Yeah, it would be a, a, a fun moment. A fun moment, exactly. Yeah. What is it a, a day in your life in quarantine? Is there? Can you walk us through a typical day? Um, where I got past the porn part, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that seems I'm really I'm really painting a weird picture. No, I you know I it's uh, interesting. I I uh, it's a balance of everything. I think you know it's navigating the pandemic. I've been. <clears throat> Uh, trying to stay creative and write. Uh, and I usually write at home anyway, So, but I think this is a lot of time at home when I normally would go, for example, my story about going to a coffee house, I would normally go there. So I find it has been a bit of a struggle, but I have, I started doing these, um, it's called cave days where you can go online and you have sort yeah. of a work accountability thing where you have a bunch of people up on Zoom from everywhere from the UK to New York to everywhere. And this, you know, person with the cave day group leads you through sprints of work, like in increments of 40 to 50 minutes, but you don't know how long they will be. Uh, So it's just like, you have all these people on your screen, obviously you put your work up in front of it so you don't see them, but they see you. And I don't know, there's something about being in the presence of them and sort of accountability. And you sort of like create a list of the things you want to get done today. So I found that. And so three and a half hours later or two and a half hours later, however you want to long you want to work, that's, you know, you're done. And, and they say that's usually the amount of time that we can get like concentrated work done. Like if you think mm-hmm. you're a full day, like, oh, you know, I worked for three and a half hours. So it makes you feel better. So I've been doing that and that has been able to do it. And then I in addition that, to that in my life. Yeah, it's worth it. I, I just discovered it because a friend was writing his dissertation. And I said, how are you doing it during this time? And uh, he mentioned it was with that. And then next last week, I think I was in there every day, you know. And oh, I did, yeah. I, I did it once, uh, was was brought in by a friend. But did you, is there a, a moment uh, when the leader asks everyone to introduce themselves and, and tell people what they're working on? Not every, yeah. yes, you, you have breakout rooms really quick at the beginning where the, uh, he or she will send you to a small, like what we have here is like three, three of us up on a screen and you, so you're only really meeting two or three other people and you quickly just say, hey, I'm Jim, I'm in LA, I'm working on this and my goal for this is that. And then that's the end of it. Then you, you're shot back into the big room. So it's really mm-hmm. at the beginning, uh, a really quick uh, introduction and everyone's muted. So you don't hear anybody else. So everyone's playing their music and doing whatever. And then they'll have breaks of two minutes where you, they might lead you through some stretches and or, you know, whatever you want to do for two minutes and then you're back at it. So it's sort of nice because it's sort of like you get up from the computer two and a half year, two and a half hours later or three and a half and you feel like, all right, I, I did it. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I sound like a, uh, uh, like I'm, <laughs> I'm sponsored by, but there you go. Cave day. I'm sold. 
You're welcome. They're welcome. Yeah, I'm absolutely in. Uh, are you getting outside? What do you do? What's your outside policy? Well, <laughs> good. I'm glad you asked me about my. I do have an outside policy, the amount of time uh-huh. that I'll allow my. No, I do try to uh, get out there and do. I've been, you know, like anybody, take a, take a long walk. I live not up into the canyons, but I can walk up into them, which has been nice. And, you know, get that, you know that vitamin D and, you know, I guess, uh, social distant walks with friends, you know, or hangs. Um, and then I've been getting out to, you know, uh, uh, some protests, you know, certainly, uh, that's a whole nother layer to, you know, uh, go out, uh, during this time of racial injustice and police brutality and getting out there and, and being a part of that and wanting to add my voice. And, and, uh, so, uh, I've, uh, been doing that as well. So your day sort of becomes, you know, uh, certainly about that and educating myself further with, um, as we go along this important path. So a little bit of all that. Yeah. Did you make it to the pride March? Yes. Yes. Okay. I was at the pride March. Uh, that was, it was lovely and, and packed and yes, Part of you is like when you were staying there before the beginning of it on Hollywood Boulevard, and it was quite a while for the actual walking or marching to start. And that that was a little bit like everyone had masks on from what I could see, but you you definitely were close on each other and uh, you couldn't help but uh, get a little anxious at that point. But then once we started moving and walking, it was uh, quite special. Yeah. Yeah. There has been a moment there. for me every time. Yeah. And, 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 uh, every time there has been a moment of, will we all survive this? I think we will. Yeah. People are wearing masks. Everyone's doing their best, but it, it can be a crunch. Yes. Yeah. Cause I think we're, we're, we're in the dark again because we, you know, depending on where you get your information, it, it doesn't seem to sometimes has conflicting. You don't really understand the, 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 the surge here, surge there. And then obviously, you know, uh, from the high ups of our government, they have soon gone quiet. So you're sort of in this sort of states on their own, uh, it feels like. And so, uh, yeah, you're, you're navigating something that becomes sort of your personal feelings about it rather than, you know, obviously now in California, they're telling us mandatory, thankfully, but at the same time, you just feel like, okay, I'm not quite sure I want to be out here. I want to be a part of this because this is important. I want to be as safe as possible. And uh, all I have is is this understanding that this is what I need to do to hopefully keep myself safe. Yeah. Right. We uh, we went on bikes so that we could create oh, a did? perimeter. That's right? good. Yeah. So we like walk with the bikes, create a little little barrier around us. <laughs> so you and walk with the bikes. That they're, they're the wall. They were kind of the wall. Good. They were the, they were the wall. They were, yeah. And then, then when things began to bottleneck as they did in certain places, then it was like, all right, well, you zip out here yeah. and then go and rejoin it more toward the front and whatever. Yeah. So that, that That's was, smart. That was the strategy. Well, That's a good I guess, strategy. I guess we'll see in five to seven just, days. We'll see. Yeah. yeah no, I, I just, I just went down the street with my arms outstretched and twirled. That's, I said, think, another great and idea. And said, if, if you uh, hit my okay. arms, you're too close. And I kept saying that. If you hit my arms, you're too close. I didn't have time to d- say anything <laughs> other than that. Yeah. Yeah. But I had a mask on, so no, hopefully no droplets were leaving. But I wanted to make sure people knew that I was spinning in my space. And I kept saying <laughs> that as well. I'm spinning in my space. We then also got to the end of it, and there was a huge long line for the Abbey. 
Are you serious? Jim Rash. Are you serious? Oh, I'm 100% serious. By the time I got to San Vicente and I saw that it was getting like hangout time, I was like, well, and I turned around and started walking back the other way. I thought Uh, you were going to say, I got right in. Oh, yeah. I No, no. Let me finish. I turned around and walked the other way around, the long way to get into the Abbey in a, a more a, a shorter line because yeah. I wanted to be the first in chapel. But I, I, I that floors me. I, I mean, I knew that some of them were open because they probably serve food. And I guess technically that's the definition of what mm-hmm. it is. But that I'm not ready. No, 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 no. There's a. Uh... There, would you go to like an outdoor restaurant? Yes. Our little, our little place on the point, corner has some outdoor tables and we'll do that. Now. At, I would, I would, I would like to do that and see some people for sure. I don't, yeah. I, uh, being outside, I feel like is uh, I'm okay with not, you yeah. know, as long as they're doing the spaced out stuff. I mean, right. again, I, I, I'm making assumptions that that is, that's all we need to do. Yeah. Back to TV. Yes, please. Um, uh, yeah. What did, what did you uh, What did you grow up watching? Oh my! I was <clears throat> I was absolutely a child of television. I uh, well, I should start by I mean, I was like a went Saturday morning cartoon person. You know, back when they mm-hmm. had them start at six a.m. and then they were over yeah. by maybe noon, and you were getting into some live action junk or sports. Awful! Awful. I was out. But I, yeah. I, I was so bad to the point where uh, when I, especially when I was my grandparents, where they wouldn't like control my TV time, I would, I had a big cardboard box uh, that had all these toys in it and I would get into the box. Uh, this is very probably foreshadowing to coming out, but I was in the box and mm-hmm. then I cut a square in the front of the box so that I could see the TV while I was in the box playing with toys Wow. wow! Yeah, that yeah. says so much. Yeah, because yes, you, really you, does. you you were you enjoyed watching TV, obviously, but you were trying you were presenting to the world that you wanted to be on the TV as well. You yes. wanted to be creating well, you. it. You've added, Matt, you've added you've added a whole other layer to this, so that's beautiful. That I was creating my own little TV show. If anyone who want to watch, and You're, my grandmother would come down with like. Uh, a snack and say your highness because that's which i thought uh-huh. was so sweet and then she'd feed me and then go away and i'd watch laugh olympics and whatever else was on at the time fantastic oh, yeah. it's but like no, that I show watched... profit with adrian pazdar didn't that didn't they like lock him in a box in well, front of a tv or something profit. okay no sorry right. yeah but i did well, it grows yeah. up to be psychotic <laughs> oh okay uh, so I should also really. say, no, well, really. I have some tendencies, uh, <laughs> and it might be filmed that box, but I, no, I, I watched, I watched, there was a time, you know, when I certainly was growing up, it was like a heyday or of multi-cameras. So I was always so into different strokes and flat facts of life and oh. growing pains and any, yeah. any, any multi-cam, uh, I would watch. Um, so I guess that's what I was watching. Were you were you Facts of Life from the beginning when there were like thirty eight yeah, yeah, yeah. girls at, at thirty eight girls, thirty eight girls, too many characters to follow, Way and too then many characters. and then in your mind you don't think of it. So now, like when you get to Hollywood, you sort of know. Oh, there was some recasting, or people were fired, or or you know we whittled it down to our main six. Like in your brain when you're watching it, I don't think I ever felt oh where did uh, Molly Ringwald's character go? Where did uh, yeah. you know someone the character? And, uh, and then they just honed it down to the core six or who, how many there were. And so, but now and looking back, I go, oh, I bet that was that thing where they were like, I'm sorry. 
it's not going to go further into season two with you yeah. um, or revamping the show. Like you, you, you didn't think of it in the term of a job at that point. No, no. Yeah. Hey, uh, sorry, girl with the baseball cap. Uh, yes, you're not going to make it. Yeah. We don't, we can't, uh, I think we call you grumpy girl on the page. We're going to lose, <laughs> we're going to lose grumpy girl. Let's keep a uh, joyful girl. Let's keep Joe. Oh no, we're adding Joe. They added we're adding Joe. Joe. Actually, yeah. sorry. Sorry. Nancy McKeon comes in, you know, and they're yeah. going to bring in her. Any uh, of those tomboyish girls from season one must just be, I mean, that's gotta oh, be. A, a, she says that was my gig. Like yeah. whoever this tomboy girl is. We'll, that's we'll a pain that stays Patricia. with Patricia. Patricia was like, but Patricia, she's the tomboy. We have to know her story. Well, we yeah. now have Joe. Uh, uh, and then fuck. you can just see her going, what bullshit. Patty, Patty, no, <laughs> don't, don't overreact. Fuck this shit. You know what? Here's a fact of life. You're all fuckers. <laughs> that, take that fact of life. You fuckers. <laughs> And then that's the famous Patricia exit. Uh, that's it. No God, one I, who was there will ever forget it. God, now I want that behind the scene movie of Facts of Life that we can just make up. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, you get a, you get a, a lot of Mindy Cohn activity on uh, Instagram. Like, yeah, you do. Well, I mean, in general, she's she's on a lot. She, know, by the way, knows everybody in the world. Natalie from the Facts of Life. Oh, I is the glue that holds Hollywood together. Oh, I'm, I, I need to start following her. I that met her out. briefly. Uh, she did when they were, this is a while ago, but, you know, one of the many incarnations, I mean, Scooby-Doo's been going on forever, but, right. uh, you know, the DVD movies, I think, you know, are still going strong. And I think she did the voice of Velma. She was Velma. Yeah. Was and right? I did some small guest thing uh, as a villain, uh, not, not the villain, but a red herring villain. And um, yeah, I remember meeting her and they, they all recorded together, which is very nice. Like you did the whole episode, which is a little intimidating because I think Matthew Lillard was still doing Shaggy at the time. Mm. And the guy who did Fred was still doing Fred, who also does Scooby. Now, this was a few years ago. And to see this guy and then close your eyes and hear Fred, it was quite, quite amazing to just go, wait, that's Fred. I don't know because the original body, Fred it, was still was still with yes, us. And still, yes. Oh, yes. And I think he also did Scooby Doo. Now, someone someone right now is, is going to hear this and go, Jim, you are completely wrong. But I swear that was the guy. You know, yeah. Scooby Doo Twitter is going to come for you. Oh my god, and it's okay. I'll you know they'll they'll stop following me. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, Mindy Cohn, uh, Natalie from the Facts of Life. Um, uh, godmother to uh, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie's children. Really? What? Yeah. Wow. How do yeah. you know that? Uh, well, it's common knowledge, Jim. Oh, Everybody okay. knows it. Yeah, I have never heard you this. Yeah. So I guess yeah, no, in, in, in my and Matt's face. Yeah. Well, I don't know if maybe not all of them, but more than one. Okay. The, um, yeah. Apparently the, the Facts of Life taping on a Friday night was the hot ticket. And Except when Patricia stormed back in and, and she was like, yeah. you fuckers. Hey, Brad Pitt, Angelina, I know you're not together yet, but don't you pick Mindy. Don't you fucking pick Mindy, you assholes. Patricia, stop. You're ruining your career. I don't give a fuck about my career. You know, here's another fact of life. I'm out of here, fuckers. That's the only fact of life she ever gave. God, Patricia's a great character. I love Patricia. I love I Patricia. See Patricia. God, she still she still has the pigtail. She still has the baseball cap. Mm-hmm. No, she will not. She, let she go wears of that like a, a catcher's glove, and it's like, why? Why are you yeah. even doing no. your 
61 years old. You're 61 years old. Where but she still now? got it. She still got it. She never <laughs> lost it. I am attracted to Patricia. Patricia's yeah, got swagger. No, she's great. I mean, in my mind, Patricia's, that's who you want. That's right. That's who you, that's. <laughs> Jim, who were you in high school? What was your scene? Oh. What are we looking at if we're, if we're looking back into that? No, part of that's for sure. Oh, okay. No, I know. I was, I like to call my, I don't know if this is a, a appropriate term for it, but I consider myself a floater. Does that make uh-huh. sense? Sure. I floated in between all the clicks. Like I wasn't totally popular, but I could I could entertain. I wasn't totally like I, I I could move around and adapt, which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But I you know because maybe I was looking for who I was. But but uh, that's what I remember uh, of being very much. You know, I was doing ran track and then I also did drama. So there was lots of different avenues that I explored uh, during high school. But I also was the guy who wore a turtleneck with a rugby shirt over it. Oh yeah. Great. I don't know if you remember yeah, that yeah. look. Yeah. I uh, rocked that look. I rocked three that years look. straight. Oh yeah. And I had a braided belt. Oh yes, you did. Yeah, I did. And we were pegging our pants tightly. Oh, we were. Uh, and if you got close to me, no, not even close to me. If you were in the classroom over from me, you'd still smell Drakkar. Drakkar Noir. Oh. It's the only scent for a boy. It really, it really <laughs> some girl told me that in high school, and it stuck with me for much longer than it should. Wait, what, did she, what was the actual term? Drakkar Noir is the only scent for a boy. And I was like, well, okay, she's, well, she's a woman, so she knows. She's a woman she knew. I always felt people were either in a polo or they were in Drakkar land. Sure, sure, yeah. Is Drakkar still with us? It has to be. I think so. I hope so. I bet High Karate is still with us. Yeah. I don't doubt. Should I don't know that one. I don't. Um, so what, what year did you graduate high school? I want, I want to see if we're like How dare exactly. You? Uh, I no, I graduated in 89. Same here. I'm 48. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. 49. All right. Um, uh, I'll be soon, but not now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, uh, yeah. graduated in 89. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, prime rugby shirt over turtleneck. Oh yeah, like no, that's you have layers. to dress like the uh, the villain in a teen movie. No, I was and and the, the idea that you're wearing a rugby shirt with pads. Like when when have Come I on. ever ever <laughs> yeah. even like entertained the idea of playing rugby without the idea that I would just break in half? <laughs> <laughs> Matt, what did you wear? When did you graduate, Matt? I graduated in '98, and oh, this was a little. We, this was just like peak Abercrombie and Fitch years. Oh yeah, so yeah. I was leaning into that, and I did. But I did then like go to college in New York. So I I tried. I was coming from rural Ohio, where I, you know, the Abercrombie aesthetic was working for me as best it could. But then in New York, I tried. There was a a, a stage. I also had. In college, braces and horrific acne, mm. and uh, weighed about ninety pounds, and wore like turtlenecks, but not under a rugby shirt, under like a like a leather trench coat, because like Ooh, things that I yes. thought felt Ooh, New York. Wait, like, a I, leather trench coat. I had a banana, a, le- a black leather coat from Banana Republic that was longer than it should have been i don't know if it would if it would officially be categorized as a trench but it wasn't it wasn't great yeah 
our our idea of what fit us is is different. Insanity, than, total you know, you insanity. Wear giant double well, XL, double XL. You're probably probably back to a style that is sort of over large, but but uh, but back then I just remember just bagginess like the jeans were just, yeah. were just god Huge. awful ugly i mean i cut i cut holes in my jeans like a dumbass sure. because i thought well i don't have time to get these to have natural holes so i'm just going yeah. to get one started and by getting one started i cut hard angles into it <laughs> to, to like anyone would ever suggest like oh man look at that natural hole yeah, yeah. that's uh, probably from skidding and sliding yeah um, we had, uh, we would do button downs way too big shoulder halfway down the arm, yep. um, unbuttoned down to the navel with a hard rock cafe t-shirt underneath. Oh my God. Hard rock cafe. That of was, course. that was 1987 for yes. me. Yes. That was driver's yes. license. What a for big me. deal for people to have a hard rock cafe shirt. It meant you'd been there. It meant you had lived. Yep. It meant you had been there. If you saw one now, what would you think on somebody? I would just, I mean, I would I, almost come all the way back around to thinking that person's cool. Yes. Yeah. Almost. You're probably right. Like you probably can get those now. Cause though, the, is there any, the one at city walk maybe, is that it? I, I think that there's still one at Hollywood and Highland, isn't there? Or is that a planet Hollywood? I think, no, I think, well, did that become a rolling stone? No, no, no. The rolling stone cafe was around the corner and that's gone now. Yeah. Huh. I can't imagine um, any that of those things are still open. Um, I think actually the Hard Rock Cafe at Hollywood and Highland is still open. Oh, well, I guess maybe that's well, a great, as a great thing. As a, a great thing we can find out when we're ready to go out in public. When we're ready to go out to <laughs> listen to to see the uh, the duster that Lenny Kravitz wore on the mm-hmm. Kids Choice Awards mm-hmm. that they, they also have, have some, in every other location. Yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> to to have some spinach and artichoke dip that has been microwaved. I would love that someone, mm. I, I want to say that to someone and with all seriousness, like, what do you plan to do when you, you know, when we're safe to go out? I said, oh, Hard Rock Cafe. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cafe positively. Do you want to go? What? Yeah, 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 yeah. Get a city first walk thing. and just stroll, just stroll <laughs> city walk, buy, buy some expensive gifts yeah. on city walk. You know, now you're going to pass away. Bubba Gump on the way. You'll be tempted to go in. But you're going to be tempted to get a quick shrimp, but you need yeah. to just. <laughs> you need to move it along. Everything you're saying sounds genuinely great to me right now. I would love to unironically go to all of these places right now. Okay. We now know, we now know a first date for Matt. <laughs> we got it. And you get like one of those cool little keychains, little things that you squeeze and change comes out of it. Oh, that's yep, If they yep. still make those. That's me. And yeah. now you know me. God. We know Jim because of the porn story. We yeah. know me because I'm so <laughs> porn. You're so one shrimp and a tour of city walk is all you need. <laughs> you got me. What are you listening to? What's your music situation at the moment? Oh, uh, uh, what am I listening to? I I usually pick. I usually do a Spotify channel with and right now and then and put in a group and then let it do the radio thing just to try uh-huh. to expand because I get tired of it. And the Isley Brothers is what I put in of late, mm-hmm. and I don't know why. Ooh. I just got into "Love the One You're With," and then uh-huh. I put that song in, and then it just sort of goes from there, and then. 
which is always nice because then I can note or Shazam things that come up. So mm-hmm. that else, that obviously that radio station gives you a lot of Stevie Wonder and uh, right. uh, what's her name, Candy Stanton. Candy Staten. Staten, sorry. Mm. Uh, so that's been quite lovely. And then uh, and weirdly, just and I don't, I'm not going back to Cave Day. I'm not selling people on it. But I did <laughs> try. Wait. I did try uh, using work focus music. And, and this is not something you want to listen to. This is not like, oh man, I just want to chill. I just want to hear some some sort of aggressive, like uh, you know, long held. Um, what do you call it? Um, uh, what, what what's that instrument? Like you blow into it. Uh, oh, didgeridoo. Yeah, I just uh-huh. want long extended didgeridoo. No, but no, I don't. will say something works in the creative process when you have this high frequency. Uh, they say scientific wavelength or whatever they want to call it high hi-fi lo-fi you know uh obviously i'm an expert but you get it <laughs> yeah i do there's like a, there's a gamma station that's supposed to help with focus yes. there's another word that i don't know for something that is more geared toward relaxation or something yes, like that that's i'm uh, also expert okay yeah me too so we have uh no experts need to call in i know it's not a call-in show but yeah. if you're an expert do not call in because we have just um proven Proven. Yep, we handle that. We, we understand things. That's what I'm listening to. What are you guys listening to? I'll throw it back at you. Oh, oh no! So you don't mind. The you table never turn, does Matt. that. I don't want it to be all about me. <laughs> uh, what are you listening to? There is a new band called Sports Team. Young, mm. young, middle no. class British. Um, it's like Did you say Sports Team. They're called Sports Team. Okay, got it. Uh, and they're a lot of fun. They're. Um, it would remind you of Pulp a little bit. But, mm-hmm. uh, but new and young and fun. The new Phoebe Bridgers I listened to and really enjoyed okay. came out yesterday. Um, and also, you can't go wrong with 1970s Stevie Wonder. Yes, no, you can't. Never. Inner Visions will never. Talking book I can listen to from beginning to end. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who can't? But yeah, still. Yeah. Yeah, there's like a four album run that's just impeccable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Have we talked, that's... Dave, about the conspiracy theories that stevie wonder is not blind it's so wrong for me to even bring that. it up it's so yeah. absurd but is that uh true? yeah I, I i was led down this rabbit hole recently i guess it was not with you dave forgive me it, yeah it there are there been, are it has come up yeah. yeah there are videos that show him uh at the recording of was he and we are the world yeah he yes. was right it might yeah, yeah. have been that or it was something like that. And someone knocks over a mic stand and he, without missing a beat, catches it in a way that is impressive, but it's slowed down. It's zoomed in. There's a theory that he, by the wow. way, I'm not peddling no. this theory. I don't believe it's also it. also heightened senses, I wonder. But anyway. It could be. Oh. It could be. Yeah, he felt, he felt the wind. Yeah. Could hear the falling yeah. mic stand. Um, I didn't realize until very recently that Roy Orbison was not blind. Hmm. I just oh, assumed no. he was blind. Yes, because he usually was shaved. He always right? had sunglasses. Yeah, yeah, I just assumed, and mm-hmm. I was stunned to find out that he had sight. Wow. Matt, what are you mm-hmm. listening to? Uh, what am I? You know, when we cook, and by we, I mean Michael, but when I, I don't know what I'm doing, cleaning the kitchen, I, wa- I, tell, I want to tell Alexa to play something, and I can never think of a single musical artist. When I tell you I can't think of a one, 
Yeah. And, I, and every time I just say Linda Ronstadt. And so Linda Ronstadt is just is playing every single night, which That's okay. is great. I you saw can, the documentary recently and just had a, had a real love affair with her. She's a treasure. You can also just say like, I, I, and I've, I'm, I don't know why I'm shy with my Alexa, but mm-hmm. I am. I don't want to be too demanding. Yeah. But I, the other day was like, play me some new wave songs from 1982. And it was like a really good playlist of just, like, well, that's a good of, idea. Because I've had nice. that gun-shy moment where you start to say, I don't want to say it out loud because she'll hear me here, but I say yeah. her name. And yeah. then yeah. And there's this pause and you get sort of frustrated. Because I like to start my day by playing Jeopardy, you know, uh-huh. and I give you like five questions, which, uh, and on, on some day, you know, I would say I'm usually in that three, you get six. I usually get three out of six. I've had okay. some disastrous goose eggs days, goose mm-hmm. egg days. And sometimes I'm asking uh, them to repeat the question upwards of eight times to give just me time to buy time, time. just okay. to buy time. So if I was on the game, I would have lost uh, quite quickly. But my issue sometimes is Alex Trebek, you know, has like pre-recorded stuff on there. Like, let's see how he, and then and then this woman reads the questions and then uh, then Al- Alec comes back and says, let's see how you did. Um, and then she'll come back and she'll go either, oh no, <laughs> you know, and make a noise like she's disappointed in you or go like, that's pretty good with three, you know, and then it tells you what percentile you're in. And then, um, uh, oh, would you like to play? And then Alec comes back and says something like, would you like to play an extended version? And I go, and I, either if I'm mad, I'll go, no, thank you. You know, yeah. cause I'm mad yeah. cause I didn't do well. And I swear to you, he knows your reaction because he'll go, all right, we'll see you next time. <laughs> like he has tones that tell oh, yeah. me that I was me. I had attitude because uh-huh. I didn't do well and that's on me. So now yeah. I just go, I say it very pleasantly because I don't want the version of him that I think they give you if you say <laughs> no. I go, no, thank you. And he goes, okay. And I swear they're different ones. Yeah, uh, absolutely. He's the shadiest man on television. Is he? No. I think so. Do you, do you remember secret. any- It's all secret shade, but yes. Absolutely. Do you remember any recent Jeopardy questions you can try us? Oh, let me uh, shoot. Hold on. Um, we could oh, circle back to it. This no. Hold on. Today, this was not. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm not going to phrase it like they did, but you'll know. Uh, the The topic was one letter answer, and it mm-hmm. was the name of uh, James Bond's gadget person. It's Q, right? Q. There you go. Okay. Now, did I say M? You better believe I said M. Uh, see, I, I was thinking fucking... maybe M. That was the second choice. That's the two I was thinking. And then I realized afterwards, no, M is the in-command person. The, the other thing I listen to on my Alexa thing is there is a station on iHeartRadio that is just old Casey Kasem American Top 40 oh, yeah. wow. episodes from the 70s and 80s. Yeah. And it's, it's whole episodes, it's his intros, it's his long distance dedications, it's everything. And it's like, and it always puts me in a good mood. Yeah. Um, but on it, when I'm listening to it, there is an ad that advertises, it's an ad for the network, for the channel that you're already listening to. And it says, you can say, Alexa, play classic American top 40. My Alexa hears that ad, turns on and starts playing classical music. Yeah. So it's 
it fucking drives me nuts. So it's a flaw and I wish in the they, system. It's a little bit of a flaw in the system. Yeah. Alexa, you should not be able to trick yourself. Yeah. No kidding. But she does. But she does. It's shocking she, how many times we've talked about her today and she has not gone. I know. No, I'm she's not, not, she did not chime in. Not in the right she, room. She probably heard the attitude I was giving about the story about Jeopardy. But uh, yeah, I'm floored that she didn't chime in. But I'm also just floored that she did not have great listening skills and all she heard was classic. And then she yeah. just assumed you wanted to hear Got classical. It. Got it. Got it. And, and then you want to say, hey, Alexa, listen to the whole goddamn sentence. <laughs> yeah. Can you? Yeah. Your listening skills are are a disgrace. <laughs> you, have do, you tried do you, to? Do you have one in the bedroom? No, no. Okay. I have one that's right okay. here in the kitchen. I have the little clock version. And you can ask it to tell you a bedtime story. Oh, then maybe I'll oh. move her in there. That's lovely. Yeah. Or get the get the that's little nice. satellite one. She told me the Velveteen Rabbit the other night. It was beautiful. <gasps> oh, oh, that's a beginning you... to end, or we uh, abbreviated version, or what are we talking? It must about? have been an abbreviated version. I, it was actually the first time I'd ever heard it. Really? It was maybe oh. twenty minutes long. Yeah. Oh, that would probably make me cry. Yeah. And yeah. Go to it was. sleep. It was very sad. Yeah. It would be real, right? Yeah. Yeah. What is your is. your bedtime routine, Jim? Well. Uh, I listen to this thing right now. Well, let's see my bedtime ritual other than, you know, just, uh, beauty treatments, you know, just, you know, I'd I mean, love you, to hear about those. You don't get, you don't get this without beauty treatments. Uh, no one can see it and I'm not pointing. I'm just pointing to my face. Um, and, it, and it's gorgeous. By well, the way, but thank you. Flawless. But you know, if, if they had seen it, they go like, eh, I don't know. Um, uh, I moisturize. I uh, do all those things that make us think that this will make this everything better and stop time. Put all that stuff on. Um, I do listen to this. They have this pod little Spotify has this wake up um, thing called wake up wind down. And this uh, Irish guy, uh, Nail, N-A-I-L-L. How do you say? Nile. 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 Nile something. And he's got a lovely voice and he does this little wake up to sort of get you going with the day, which is only like a three minute sort of like it, he's done everything from uh, talk about Winnie the Pooh and, and some of the wisdom Winnie the Pooh has to mm. keeping your mind quiet. And then he usually ends the day with a, like a nine minute like meditation thing while you're in bed. So I do that. I'm a big meditator. So I was I, I do that. Uh, I try to like get the screens off before, you know, like 30 minutes or so before I go to bed, but that's not always possible, mm-hmm. you know, cause you watch some TV night. Sure. This that's super exciting. Oh, and then also, you know, probably like a big dance circle by myself. Oh, <laughs> great. No, <laughs> I'm trying to think of something better that uh, about my evening. That's all. Um, I can you tell us the Jim Rash coming out story? Uh, yeah, so I can tell you that. Uh, well, you know, it's like, uh, my, I guess coming out was only seven years ago. So yeah, it's between my 40th and 41st year of life. Uh, and, uh, it was very interesting in the sense that at the time, uh, I was shooting, uh, my writing directing partner, Nat Fax and I were in South shore of Boston, uh, shooting the way, way back. And we, and, and up until now, you know, I should give context. It's like, I, I was, I probably went on a, a stint of, uh, just sort of just work, like almost an absence. Just, I wasn't, uh, I was just concentrating and 
on work and, and we could get deeper into that after the story. But uh, for this moment in my life, I was uh, away from LA. We were in, uh, like I said, the South shore of Boston. And I was, it was a wonderful and stressful time because you're shooting a movie and you have limited days to shoot it, a little indie movie with not much money. And we had spent eight years trying to get this movie made. And I, and I can say it because we're still good friends and uh, maybe he'll listen to this, but he already knows this. I've told him, but our production designer, I just had an instant crush on him when I met him. Mm -hmm. He's gay and he's fantastic production designer. And we became good friends. And I, but during the whole time, it was like, I mean, nothing, nothing ever happened between us, but I just had this new feeling that I was out of LA, I was, it's almost like being, you know, when you go on like summer vacation, you're away from high school and you're totally a different person, you know, uh, for summer, it's like Greece. And then you come, <laughs> then you come back and you're mm -hmm, back into yeah, me yeah. floating. But there was something about this summer that I just felt like I was more me around him. Uh, and Allison Janney was doing the movie and we were all hanging out and I just felt like a different person, you know? And I, and by that, I mean, I felt more me than I ever had. And, uh, we were at our halfway party, like mid, mid shooting. And we were having like a little tiny little thing. Uh, Cause we were working two days later and Nat's sister-in-law, uh, we were standing by the little bar that we had made. And she says, Oh my God, if, if you were gay, I could see you with Mark. And it was like one of those moments, you know, I'm looking at her. And when we watch a great Meryl street moment where her face changes and we see <laughs> what she's feeling that moment uh nat's sister-in-law's face like changed and because i wasn't hiding my answer or how i felt about that comment and she just sort of looked at me and then sort of smiled and then we just started talking and i just i guess technically started coming out right there at that moment not really a plan nothing i just felt it and she read it without me saying anything. And, uh, and from that moment on, I, I, I don't have any regrets about the fact that it felt like it was almost like this slow rollout at that point. It just sort of became a, a, I came back to LA and then I started like more making a decision to tell friends in no particular order, uh, maybe mm -hmm. some. And uh, that was it. I mean, so my coming out was almost sort of like... Um, caught me, uh, I would say, wonderfully off guard in certain ways, um, mm. if that makes any sense. It of um, course makes sense. So that's um, it. What, how, what did you, did you just not define yourself before or what were you, what was the story you were telling yourself? I started telling myself no story. I, told, I started, I felt like my friends just sort of, no one tried to set me up. No one even asked me anything. I felt like I was operating in some kind of, um, uh, world of not, I don't want to say denial. I think I've, you know, I can go back and look at velvet rage moments and go like, that makes sense. High school makes sense. I was, I was chasing guys who were unaccessible, you know, straight guys and trying to be their best friend because there was a, there was a, a limitation to where that would go. It would never go past this. Yeah. And then, and I think, and I, I don't want to equate this to any, because anybody listening who similar, I'm adopted. I don't want, so I, what I'm speaking of is, is of my personal experience. But I think sometimes uh, with adoption, there is an undercurrent of um, fear of, of, of opening yourself up. There's a fear of um, a, uh, 
rejection. There's a fear of being too vulnerable, you know, because, you know, maybe you had that feeling. So I'm not equating those two together, but I feel like it was this layered stuff uh, that began um, with me in general. And now I like to say this is far different than I am sitting here in front of you in the past seven years. But uh, but I think that was part of it. I just fell into a place where I was avoiding everything but friendship and work. Mm. And I feel like people just sort of, I don't want to say wrote me off, just said, well, that's Jim. You know, right. so that when I did come out, it really wasn't a shock, not to my family, not to any friends. My family was great. You know, obviously here is this 40, halfway 40, 40, 40 and a half year old, you know, talking. And I wasn't afraid to do it. I just sort of realized that I had been denying myself so much joy for uh, and not knowing it to the degree that I felt that night uh, shooting the way, way back. Hmm. And do you remember a moment after that when you, after you had come out to like the majority of people in your life where you felt some other version of that joy? Was there like, um, you know, this sort of big gay arrival moment where you were like, yes, this is it. This is the Oh, you mean my song and dance number? Yeah. 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 No, no. I staged a full, full song and dance routine. Great. No. Oh, uh, that's interesting. Do uh, uh, do you mean more of like a, a more pronounced moment, uh, a declaration, a, a celebration of that? or Yeah, or just a, a, like a, a tangible moment of feeling like, oh, this is what I was missing. Yeah, I, I, I well, I think I knew, I, I, I had already had, so, you know, I went through the Groundlings Theater from the minute I got to LA, I learned of the Groundlings Theater. So I'd spent years, you know, 13 plus years with these people uh, and l- loved them. And uh, there were so many of, of my friends now who are already out. And, and I certainly felt like I was living almost vicariously through them, you know. And so to be able to be with your friends in a completely different way, I think, in, in a sense, is, is this moment of, um, I think, that you're... Uh, describing, at least for me. Uh, And then I think I started the next, (laughs) I mean, and then the next part of it was, yes, was about uh, the physical aspects of it, you know, of what I had cut myself off. I mean, it's so interesting to be in this pandemic right now because human touch is something that we're so, uh, so imperative that we have in our life. And I, and I, I don't mean just sex. I mean, I mean, a friend's touch, a hug, a hand on your shoulder, you know, it's like this, this electricity that we, that you can't being single and being the only person here, you know, outside of maybe a, a stolen hug here, where we lean our heads away. Mm. Uh, it's been a quite a time without it. And so it, it reminds me of how of years spent of just sort of like navigating um, not that, of not having that. So I feel like just um, soon after, of course, I came out, I was excited to to uh, give myself all those things that I had not gotten. And I and again, I mean, it's not like I wasn't hugging friends, but you know what I'm saying? I think yeah. that was that was a, a, a big and also comical to me because you're you're a virgin again. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and I, I found it, you know, luckily I find most of the, uh, I'll tell you a story about opening a, a laptop 
in uh, with porn. So I'm not afraid of the fact that I was a disaster, I think, a good disaster, a fun disaster, as yeah. I navigated uh, dating and uh, sex and all the other things that, that I had um, the last seven years. Yeah. <laughs> and how did you to, navigate to learn? I'm were, seven were, years yeah. smarter than I was. <laughs> or, or worse. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. I don't know. You have to ask other people. Other guys. Did uh, did all did your did uh, did your out gay friends once once you came out want to immediately take you under their wing? We're going to the bars. We're throwing as many dicks at him as possible. We're, yeah, we're, was, we're we setting had a, up. We had a dates. night like we had a night called Dick Toss, and okay. we. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is that might that might be possibly real that people would be like, Oh no, no, absolutely. A dick toss night. No, I got it. No, I think, I I think every, I think, yes, I think, I think it was celebration to be around each other um, to talk about the things that the three of us are talking about right here. And, uh, and yeah, to go out and, and, and have fun and, and watch, watch me uh, navigate it. Yes. What about, uh, what about Mark? Anything happened with Mark? No, 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 Mark. Uh, I, I was very upfront with him after the fact, and luckily, we're still very good friends. He actually, when he's on a movie, he's lived here. Uh, sometimes I've been there, not here, but no, it's always stayed friendship, and nothing ever happened between us. Um, but I, 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 I'm lucky that that's the type of person that I ran into. I think at that particular moment in my life, you know, I think because he didn't know me until that moment. So right. that whole time, as far as he was concerned, I was out, had been out. There was nothing, nothing to tell him a different story at that point. And that also uh, made me enjoy that time. I just was. And I, and I think I was a better friend to Nat, even, who is straight and, uh, and has been my friend for a long time. And I think that even I was different around him. And I think that I, I can't speak for him, but I think he probably saw it you know, over that time as well, without even knowing, even though his sister-in-law found out first. Right. Super sleuth sister-in-law. Yeah. She sniffed out. She fucking meriled it in that moment. She, if she, if we were doing like that acting reaction, if you were looking for that one reaction from that character, she nailed it in one take. You got a solid Merrilling right out of the gate. I I got that's important. If you can get a a solid Merrill friend in your life, then you are golden. You are fucking in great shape. It also means that she'll never be able to hide anything from you, but, or he. True. What was your first date like? Trying to think back to what that would be. Um, I don't remember. God, I don't even remember first date. Uh, I remember first time, but that's not a good, that's not a story for, that's appropriate. Um, I mean, everything's appropriate. Well, is it? Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I honestly do not remember who would be the first date. I remember coming out, but I don't even remember that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and was anything happening dating-wise pre-pandemic? Nothing, nothing with legs. You know, I, I, uh, the last sort of the longest was like, you know, a, a handful of dates. But that was probably... Uh, well, what happened was we, let's see, that would have been, I also spent a big time, oh my God, no one can see that, but he's leaving. Dave's upset. 
Dave just left. I have had it. No, it's Anytime okay. Anytime someone won't tell a sex story, he storms out. It happens. Oh my god, as he should. Uh, uh, yeah, that that also was a surprise that that went there. But I'm, I'll say it when it comes back. But uh, no, I. Uh, what was your question? It was um, uh, just what was happening oh, dating wise. Pre, yeah. Dating wise, I can hear. I can hear everything. Okay, I'll tell you this story. I will tell this story. Uh, as far as like the dating got a little weird, only because before the pandemic. Uh, I went to Austria for a good portion of um, 2018, 2019 year. Uh, and uh, we were shooting a movie there. Um, and so I was uh, in this very small uh, remote ski town in the Austrian Alps uh, called Ischgl. And it, we were there before it opened. So if you opened Grinder there, uh, it was going to be very few because uh, no one, the season hadn't opened. And then once the season opened, then it just was, it was from all across, you know, Europe and, and everywhere. Sure. But uh, so I felt like I, as far as dating, it was tough because I spent a lot of time not even here and floating around. Uh, so by the time I got back, it wasn't much longer till we were in this situation. So uh, it's been a while to have like somebody of, of uh, date a guy for more than, a handful of dates but i do remember oh i don't know if i should tell this story <laughs> you should tell it because i i no i this okay why not fuck it okay so uh i'm in austria and again yep. i've been there for a while and i thought for shits and giggles i'll open grinder and just see now i'm staying in a hotel which obviously uh i you can get people who are within feet of yourself especially at a hotel and uh, one in particular, uh, we started chatting. Uh, he's Irish. And he, uh, it was clear we weren't too far from each other, you know? And so we chatted mm-hmm. for a little bit. And then things turned to, where are you? And then he said, 507. And I go, I'm in 508. 507 and 508 uh, are not only next to each other. We shared a balcony with no divider. So he can walk out his door, his little door, walk across the patio or deck, knock on mine, and we're good to go. Um, I'll just say he said uh, he was married. Mm. And they were like, you know, but we, and, and then I said, no, well, I'm not, not into three. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm telling this stupid story. <laughs> I don't know how far I can go with this, but let's just say I didn't do keep, that. Keep going. Okay. This, this, okay, here we go. All right. So, <laughs> all right. I'm, seeing, I'm turning bright red. People probably can't see. So, we're talking. <laughs> he's, he's like, all right, uh, I'm coming over. Leave the door. <laughs> leave the door ajar and be ready. Oh, be wow. ready. This is like a vintage Craigslist no, talk this here. Is like, this is like you're reading, this is not it, but you read those bad, uh, <laughs> you, you get your dad's penthouse forum just to read <laughs> yeah, the yeah. stories, just yeah. waiting for them to describe the throbbing dick. You didn't care about the, 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 the <laughs> setup that it was heterosexual yeah. sex. You were just trying to get to the good part. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and so there was a boner. <laughs> there was a boner. Yeah. Ah! And so yeah. this, this is like a terrible uh, forum, but it's like, you know, you know, I was in the Alps and you won't believe what happened next. <laughs> Uh, I do want to read a penthouse form letter that has the sentence, there was a boner. 
Yeah, there was a boner. Let's just say there was a boner involved, and it was at it was not at half mast. And everyone's like, "Oh my god, this is the most erotic story I've ever heard." Basically, he said, "Be ready." I wasn't mad about it. I didn't care. I'd been in Austria for a while, so I left. <laughs> I left the. Oh, this is that's the, you get what happens after this. It's yeah. like you know you hear his door open, walks across the patio, and enters, and I meet this man in person. And it went okay. Was it, yeah, it went it went okay. great. It all was right, we all right. A, we, we had a lovely chat afterwards, and then he went back to his um back to his old open five relationship, eight. back to his open relationship. Yeah, fantastic. And was that the end of it? Were were you? Yes. No, there was like a little bit of talk of like that was fun, you know, post conversation. But no, uh, maybe mm-hmm. he sent a couple of gifts, uh, pictures of his ski days, and then it just sort of ended. That Great. was it. One time. That's nice. He treated you well. God, he treated me great. Yeah. You were ready. Yeah. <laughs> As I instructed. Love, I just, yes, I just like that. Door ajar. Be ready. Be ready. What? So what did you take that as? When you hear be ready. Um, how do you take it, Dave? When you put me on the spot, be ready. Well, because you're the guest. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Be ready. I was... Um, Ready to invite him into my home. Okay, yeah. I gotta stop. I gotta stop. <laughs> because everything I'm gonna say is is not going to sound appropriate. Yeah, probably. Probably. That's fine. We'll 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 take our answer off mic. Yes. And then Patricia bust in and she was like, You motherfucker. <laughs> you, you stopped you kept watching Facts of Life and I was off it, you motherfucker. Two birds you, in the air. You know who wasn't a tomboy? Joe. She was a poor ass. Uh, tomboy and they bailed on that and they made her they made her like girly girl so fuck you here's a facts of life uh your, your irish your irish guy is an asshole you don't even know my irish guy patricia why are you being so mean uh how's this for a jar you asshole and she uh, she flashes her uh breasts and leaves wow patricia she's I want, so tough I want- I want to you know patricia spinoff no wonder desk. everybody is friends with mindy cohen instead of her mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Right. To say it because Patricia busts. Yeah, look in the nice. mirror, Patricia. Huh? Look in the mirror. Maybe look that's the, the source of your problem. God, yeah. Look in the mirror, Patricia. Oh my God, Jim Rash. I could talk to you all day. Well, okay. Let's do it. Okay, great. <laughs> cool. <laughs> no, that Rest was the last. I, I, I uh, yeah. You're welcome. Please come back again and that again. Last story, was, of course. Uh, again and again I, and again. I will try to remember my first date, and hopefully, it's as, uh, it's a much. Uh, Great. As, as embarrassing we'll, story as that was. We'll when see you remember, come cave. back and uh, we'll talk about it again. Yes. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me. Thank you so much. I'm waving, but we're not going anywhere. Bye. Uh, bye. 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 bye.